0: Time and time again, and did you know we're not just carbon-based life forms? That's all on the Rhyme and Reason podcast, episode 167. There's a rhyme. Hey there, Tony here. Welcome to the Rhyme and Reason podcast and this is episode 167 like I mentioned before. So we're ticking right along week after week and I want to thank those of you who are really helping me out this month. It looks like we're uh, heading toward my first month of a thousand downloads of the podcast. That's pretty cool. And so that means you're out there listening to episodes and it doesn't mean it's all one episode that somebody's listening to. It'd be great if uh I was getting a thousand downloads of every episode wow that'd be cool but uh you know you got to take the steps as you can get them and i'm getting up to that thousand mark for one month and you guys are making that possible thank you so much for being there and listening and and uh, i hope you're enjoying it i hope i can keep giving you stuff that you like or that you'll find interesting or maybe you'll even disagree with sometimes but whichever whatever holds your interest i i just want you to be there and Your support means the world to me. But uh right now it's time to give up. And that's just a hard segue into the first segment of stuff I'm gonna talk about. I um I wrote about how, you know, if you've been following my blog for any length of time or you've been listening to this Rhyme and Reason podcast, you know I don't believe in quitting. I don't. But even when life is so tough that you don't even see any light at the end of the tunnel, in fact you might not even Know if you're in a tunnel because it's so dark. I I still recommend you don't give up because you have the strength of the Creator of the universe you can turn to, but only if you will. Okay, but today I'm going to talk about something different. I'm going to say it another way. Um, I'm sure you you know about the term emotional baggage, right? It's easy to start collecting that stuff once you've developed more than a couple of relationships in life. I know. I'm not immune and I don't think any anybody I know is has uh, walked through their life with no no emotional baggage but um, and you know it's especially true with uh, relationships between men and women yikes and when those don't go well or if they don't last it's easy to blame all the subsequent failed relationships on that bad one right but that's a terrible thing to do it keeps you from experiencing what you, what could be in store for you. And and the way you do that is if you let love rule in your heart. And today I want to urge you to give up any emotional baggage you might be carrying and begin to love your neighbor again. And I, I don't think you should be surprised when they love you back. It's not a guarantee, but it's the best formula. You know, how do I know it's the best formula? Well, it comes from God, so there's that. But I want to ask you, do you think you could start today, you know, to love your neighbor? It's not always easy. That's not why we're asked to do it. Well, here's some lyrics to help you remember that. I, I wrote some time ago, it's called, Give Up That. Give up that cold blank stare. Give up that heavy heart. Give up that coggy walk. Give up and make a new start. Everybody knows you, how you've always been. That doesn't mean you can never change your ways. There's just no use in waiting, spending time anticipating. Don't you know these are the future days? You could climb a mountain or parasail into the clouds, or you could watch them every night on pay TV. Do you want to feel the rush of life as it goes flying by? Or do you want to block it out and never see? Take a chance. Surprise yourself. It can only hurt a little while. Take a chance. Revive yourself. You might find you like the way it makes you smile give up that emotional baggage. So, when I started out saying it's time to give up, did you did you think I was going in that direction? <laughs> Maybe not. Well, I'm going to stay on the subject of time. That's why I said at the beginning of the podcast, time and time again. I want to ask you, is it worth your while to be redeeming the time you have? Whatever amount of time you have left, is it worth your while? Is it worth it to you to redeem the time you have well first of all what does redeeming the time you have left even mean you know after all time isn't like stamps or coupons you can't just make more time like you can those things or can you not really but let me let me tell you this story first i remember when i was a young boy my my mom would save snh green stamps did any of you uh, any of you, remember that? Uh, S&H green stamps. They were stamps a shopper would get at stores and gas stations or just about anywhere housewives shopped. Yes, I know the term housewives might be politically incorrect, but it wasn't back then. Uh, oh yeah, the good old days. Anyway, when a woman saved enough green stamps, she could redeem them for all sorts of household items she found in the S&H catalog. It was like free money, you know, as much as that can be true. But I remember my mom was talking with her friends and family about some clock radio or dish set, dish, that's easy for me to say, huh? A dish set she just got with her stamps and it made for fun and sometimes lively conversation. And they'd share the news of when double stamps were being offered at the local grocery store and then bam, next thing you know, there'd be a grocery store trip planned. And they'd go get those double stamps, you know, get you further, faster. Well, redeeming the time is sort of like redeeming stamps. And you might not think you could redeem time and get something for free, but you can. You know what you get? More time. Yeah, I don't mean you can turn 24-hour days into 30-hour days, but you can buy more time by making good use of the time you have here on planet Earth now. In fact, you can buy time that never runs out. Now, how cool is that? But you got to do something more than just sitting around biting or saving your time. You've got to redeem it. See? Like my mom. She didn't just get to save enough stamps and then immediately get a clock radio. She had to redeem the stamps. Okay? Well, how do you do that? How do you redeem your time? If you're a Christian, you got to let your speech always be with grace Seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer each one. Now, that's a quote from the Bible. Okay, but that's that's becoming increasingly difficult to do because more and more the world doesn't want to hear the name Jesus brought up under any circumstances. So, it's important to emphasize the grace and salt part. Okay, grace. Be gracious to somebody and salt. Be flavorful. Make them interested, you know, whet their appetite for it. I'm trying to do all that uh, on my blog, on my website, and here on the Rhyme and Reason podcast. I'm trying to redeem the time I have left by sharing God's enduring message of eternal life with anyone who cares to listen or read. And I'll I'll, uh, be sharing a song about that in an upcoming episode of this podcast. So, And I want you to stay tuned for that. And and I just want to ask you in the meantime, are you paying attention to the clock? It's not ticking backwards. I'm going to play a little um, excerpt of a song I'm going to actually debut here on the Rhyme and Reason podcast. And this is a, a segment in the middle. There are no vocals on it yet. This is a segment in the middle of the song called All I Need is Some Time. you enjoyed that and uh, I hope you'll stay tuned to the Rhyme and Reason podcast and I'll be putting that together. I've got some interesting notes about that song, how it came about and uh, well, I won't let the cat out of the bag right now, so I just just stay tuned. It's, uh, it's coming before long and I'm going to go ahead and segue into my last segment here because I want to talk about how you and I are fearfully and wonderfully made. And I have scientific proof that I want to share with you. You mind uh, a little science going on here on the Rhyme and Reason podcast? I hope not, because here it comes. And now you've heard of a, a double helix, right? It's, a, it's kind of the best image scientists have uh, come up with so far to represent, here's a long word for you, deoxyribonucleic acid. You might know it as DNA. And DNA is scientific proof that you and I are fearfully and wonderfully made. We're not merely carbon copies of carbon life forms. Think about it, even the term carbon life forms contradicts itself. But anyway, let me share some tidbits of information about information that's inside you right now, okay? Let's see, in almost all of the 30 trillion, that's trillion, cells in your body there are duplicate copies of your DNA in almost all of the 30 trillion cells in your body there are duplicate copies of your DNA I say that twice because I want you to get um, your mind wrapped around 30 trillion let's see that's three, six, 9, 12 13 13 zeros <laughs> it's a lot okay? Now, each human cell contains 46 segments. You got 23 of those from your mom and 23 from your dad. And no one else on earth has the same DNA as you. Pretty cool, huh? Okay, now, the information in the DNA is like a blueprint for how to build you, only you. How you look, much of how you act, and, and how every cell in your body will function during your life. That's all coded in to your DNA. But being fearfully and wonderfully made gets even more interesting. If you took out all the DNA from one of your cells and uncoiled it, and then you connected and stretched it out, it would be about six feet long. But it would be so thin, you couldn't even see it, not even with the most powerful microscope in existence today. Now, the coded information found in just one cell could fill a library with somewhere around 4,000 books. And if you took all the DNA in your body and stretched it out end to end, you could go to the moon and back more than 165,000 times. That's pretty impressive, wouldn't you say? Well, how about this? The information found in your DNA could fill the Grand Canyon almost 30 times if you put it in books. And yet... You could take one set of DNA from one cell of every person who ever lived, and you could put them all in a spoon, and they'd weigh less than an aspirin. Now, when you ponder the power of the scientific discoveries we've made so far, you should begin to get a sense of how fearfully and wonderfully made you truly are. Isn't it more comforting to to know you're made instead of just an accident? It is to me. No matter what you believe about how life got here? Here's the key. You're choosing to believe it. No one, or at least virtually no one, is being forced to believe how we all got here. My question is this. Why would you want to believe you're just the random result of trillions of mutations, especially when there's so much information inside you to the contrary? You're an information-based life form, and the fact that so much information is coded into your DNA proves there must be a super coder. Coder. Someone who put that in there. The good news is that coder loves you. He made you a human being, and he made you in his image and likeness, and he allows you to choose to love him back or not. My suggestion is choose wisely. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. There is information locked inside your cells, and when you choose to discover why you're here, you'll find out what the information tells. And you'll see you're not just an accident, fumbling through the hours and days and weeks and years. All the evidence is pointing out the way. Trust your maker. You'll erase your doubts and fears. And just so you know, I got some of those uh, DNA facts and figures from Dr. Walt Brown's book called In the Beginning. I suggest you get that book. It's probably the greatest science book that you could get your hands on. And um, he makes it reasonably priced. He even puts a version online. So you could go to my website, tonyfunderbergcom forward slash fearfully and wonderfully made. And in the article that relates to this, you'll see a link in the beginning, and it's not an affiliate link. I don't make any money when you go and buy the book. I'm just telling you about it because I think it's that great a book. I have, uh, I don't remember which edition that I have, but I have one of the later editions, and it's just awesome. It's got color pictures, tons and tons of information, way more than I could ever put into this podcast. So I encourage you to get that. It's great. And that does it for the Rhyme and Reason podcast this week. Thank you for sharing the rhymes and reasons with your friends and family. Keep on doing that this week and and the rest of uh, this month. And help me get to that 1,000 downloads mark. We're real close, real close. And your help is appreciated more than you know. And I'll just add the connections, um, as I usually do at the end here, you can find my ebooks on Amazon.com or Smashwords.com. You can subscribe to this podcast and leave me a 30 trillion star review. Oh, I'm sorry. I got that 30 trillion in my brain. <laughs> you can uh, also listen to this podcast on Google Play. And it seems like quite a few people are doing that right now. So that's pretty cool. You can connect with me on LinkedIn. You can circle me on Google+, follow me on Twitter. Watch my videos on YouTube, and I'll be adding some more pretty soon. And you can find me on Facebook. That's the connections. And as always, TonyFunderburke.com is the best place to uh, check in with me. And I appreciate you going there, too. Leave me a comment when you come by. Tell me what you thought or, um, you know, any kind of feedback. That'd be great. Until next time, this is Tony saying, may God bless you and keep you.
1: There's a for you.